Complex Season 2. The show where the panelists were gifted kids who refused to move on with a satirical take on intellectual elitism by having the most tongue-in-cheek, inane, pedantic, and convoluted conversations every other week. Introducing your host this episode, her burnout is imminent. It's Taya C. I like to think that I'm not a scurvy sea dog, but I probably am. And every other episode, she's ambitious to the point of hubris. Your host will be Chessy. This show is like university challenge, but worse. But I think our vibe <laughs> is better. I think so. We're not trying to one-up each other. Yeah, no. That would be terrifying. <laughs> each panelist here today has experienced gifted kid syndrome growing up in some way. Share. Hi, everybody. Welcome to season two. Yay. If you don't know me by now, I do philosophy at UCL University College London. My hobbies and interests are doing shit like this. <laughs> I also do music and <laughs> some other things that are less pertinent. My fun fact is that the Nazis invented Fanta to rival Coke because of Coke's trade embargo of Nazi Germany that happened for very obvious reasons. And that fact is courtesy of the guy that I've started seeing who demanded that I give him credit. So that. Uh, thank you for that. For all their national socialism, they really were big on capitalism. Yeah, and the, the sub-fact is that there are more than 200 flavors of Fanta, which is crazy to me. What? We should speed run, like, a 100% run of going through all the Fanta flavors. <laughs> tier list. Yeah, We should tier list all 200 Fanta flavors. Yeah. And you, Taya, the host this episode, please tell us about yourself. <laughs> So I'm currently struggling through my BA in history at Oxford. That's so real. Um, the burnout is so imminent. Mm. As much as my younger self would love that, I think part of my younger self would be very, very sad that I am not a pirate and that I'm not on the high seas. Does this episode pertain to pirates somehow? Or you just... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It'd be really weird if it didn't. This is the most <laughs> like self-indulgent episode because spiritually and like gender wise and like emotionally and like delusionally <laughs> i'm a pirate that's what i am incredible i know that it's a crime and probably punishable by death in several countries imagine being on the high seas wielding a cutlass is the counter argument i mean fair enough also pirates have the best take on ableism true that is so incredibly true they just don't give a shit yeah you're blind in one eye eye patch well done. That's not what the eye patch was for, though. That is true. But um, <laughs> they don't care. Like, you've lost an arm. It doesn't matter. You can still wield a sword with the other one and they'll give you a fake one so you can look extra menacing. Like a, a, a hook. And a hook. Yeah. If you feel like it. Maybe they were the precursors to prosthetics. I don't think so. <laughs> I would also like to clarify that piracy is very historically specific and the kinds of like romanticized pirates that we think about are like entirely fictional. Mm. So. Are we going to talk about Asian pirates? Yes. Yes. What? Who do you take me for? <laughs> I know that you told me that you have eight words of the day. I don't. I've got three. Okay, please go ahead. The first word, which is like the title of the episode, is uh, scuttlebutt. 
Are you going to clarify at all what that means or <laughs> you're just going to put it on the table? It means like a cask of drinking water. Oh. And it's also slang for gossip. Oh. So. The original tea. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. So I was like, this episode is just a little scuttlebutt because we're just going to gossip. That That's incredibly cute. What's the etymology of that? It says it's from like the 1800s. Oh. So it's giving like seafaring. Is it like uncertain origin type thing? Very uncertain origin. Okay. It comes from like the scuttled butt which means like a butt with a hole cut into it oh it was just like referred to a cask of drinking water but now it's like gossip for us like scuttling is like Mm. a form of motion yeah like a crab Mm. so that's interesting i'd be interested to see what the etymological link there is and i would also like to add that another word is um binnacle that's a fun sounding word i love this word it's so good to say Binnacle. Please explicate as to what that means. It's where the compass is kept on board the ship. Oh. And it comes from French habitacle. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it, but Spanish bitacula. Okay. Or Portuguese bitacola or from Latin habitaculum, which means like little dwelling place. Is it defined as where the compass is placed or is it the place wherein the compass is placed? What's the order? It is a case that supports the ship's compass. So it's like near the helm. Okay, so it's it's an object wherein the compass must be. Yes. As opposed to, yeah. oh, I put the compass somewhere, therefore this bit of the ship. Is big. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's like the wooden housing for okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. There's like competing <laughs> wars of origin. Some of them say that it's from like Middle English. Oh. Or like Old Spanish or Portuguese. Yeah. Which yeah, means yeah, like yeah. to inhabit, right? Habiticulum. Or like glab in like Indo-European roots. Or it can come from like French, Portuguese. So it's like the best thing about pirate slang is it just comes from fucking everywhere. Yeah, it's like a big pigeon. We love to see it. Very cool. And lastly, this one is slightly... uh... Please. (laughs) Combing. Combing? C-O-A-M-I-N-G. (laughs) C-O-A-M-I-N-G. I'm about to comb. (laughs) This is a great start to the season. Essentially... It's like a surface that prevents water like on the deck from dripping onto lower levels oh. of the ship. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. What is it made of? What's the material? Often wood, I think. Th- that's not great. Wood is still porous. Surely that's just a thicker floor. It's like a vertical surface. Wait, whoa. I'm gonna have to see some diagrams. So, okay, you know how there's like a there's like a hatch yes. into the lower decks? I, I am aware. It's a raised section of like a cargo hatch it's interesting that it's ing yeah later on you'll have metal sheeting and stuff like that but beforehand Mm -hmm. it'll use wood to like deflect the water vertically deflect the water Mm. all right a raised section of deck plating I think I'm trying to read like Swallows and Amazons and like not knowing any of the ship words. <laughs> so I found some fun ship words. That's fair. In episode three of season one, I was considering doing some boat terminology, but we didn't really get into it. So I'm glad that it's made a mm. comeback, but in pirate form. Mm. I should add that I think pirate linguistics are very interesting and it's yeah. something I haven't really looked into very much, but it's something that I feel like after this episode, I will do a deep dive into because inevitably... I am that person. This is like precisely where I thought you were going to go because this is the transition segment. (laughs) So these words probably were used, but there's like a dichotomy between the words that were used and then the cultural construct of Mm. how we think a pirate speaks, which comes from like movies. Yeah, It's interesting that 
somehow we've managed to invent specific features in grammar and language distinguishable as pirate that are like western mm, yes if you think like our yeah me hearty that kind of shit is there a reason why we ascribe like the rhotic r sound to pirate speak i think that it's from a specific kind of english accent mm. and specifically from the south where precisely i'm not sure because it's historical but because a lot of people from that district mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or that area of the uk became involved in seafaring they had a certain kind of accent right which is so interesting i've always thought that pirate linguistics is interesting especially because it was historical but now most of what the common consensus is very much from pop culture yeah no it literally like the stereotypical accent comes from the west country of england very interesting Mm. wait how long ago would that have been because like obviously accents shift accents have not been static at all like the popular culture one only comes from the actor oh robert newton who played long john silver in treasure island so he incorporated the west country accent cool people from the west country may have actually been involved in let's say seafaring but Mm -hmm. it's the west country so cool Mm. that's very cool also um (laughs) you know like uh speak like a pirate day was it like talk like a pirate day that's like a a thing i love talk like a pirate it's fun (laughs) and uh, the pastafarians have it as one of their like holidays i love that and then of course like tom scott did his whole like mad captain tom thing Mm. so it's very fun that pirates have kind of made it into Mm. pop culture that way i think it's interesting that like (laughs) we have such a like a stereotype of pop culture and that comes from like this specific area of um Mm -hmm. england that gives it its like linguistic oh for sure like i guess characteristic uniqueness but then if you looked at real pirates you probably would have seen a real nice mix of dialects languages lots of word borrowing as you can see from like binnacle that's a weird word binnacle yeah it has its roots in so many different languages that clearly they were able to use it yeah it's interesting i i don't they probably didn't have maybe they did have a creole Mm. but it seems to me that it probably would have been just like a really big pigeon but it'd be interesting to see like the Mm. areas of origin because obviously you need to be by the sea. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like, it'd be really weird for someone really inland to be like, I aspire to be a pirate and like actively <laughs> go out of their way to make it to the coast to be like, uh, I- I'm going to do multiple pirate applications. I'm going to find a, a, my safety pirate. Uh, <laughs> I also don't think that like any of them like would have aspired to piracy. They probably would have just thought it was seafaring. Yeah. And it would have been illegal, but like it would have made money. They would have seen it as trade. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm aware that it's kind of like a, well, the alternative is being legal but poor. Um. Piracy is seen as, obviously, it's a private thing, but the state is very involved in piracy. Mm-hmm. The legal definitions of piracy change over time. Yes. Yeah. It's fun, oh. uh, especially with the abolition of slavery. Transporting slaves like illegally mm. human trafficking would be considered piracy without a license. Which people would have done. Yeah. And obviously the modern context of piracy is often about digital mm. media and bootlegging, which is fun. Bootlegging as mm. like a word that came yeah. from piracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very cool. Mm. But I also know that like broadcast pirates, which is very fun, uh, where they kind of just like hijack mm. things and they broadcast their own shit. It's very funny. Mm. They're like, hey, please stop that. And they're like, no, we're pirates. <laughs> It's great. The best thing <laughs> about this is that it leads us like straight into the game. Oh, excellent. I think it's kind of like a combination of come again and trust me, I was smart once. Oh. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a phrase and you're going to tell me oh my God. whether it's 
actually mm-hmm. pirate terminology. Pirate terminology. But the thing is, is that if it is in popular culture, it will still be considered pirate terminology. Oh, so like public pop pirate schemata. We, we can't travel back in time and hear how they spoke. Neither can we understand mm-hmm. with the accent as well, what kinds of words they were using. So these are phrases that might've been made up a part of like that popular kind of like Long John Silver, Treasure Island, cutlasses and billowing coats and coal eyeliner and Pirates of the Caribbean, that kind of vibe. So if it actually is slang, yeah, then you're gonna have to guess and Come again will mean you have to guess what it means. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Jesus. Yes. Oh, this is layered. <laughs> this is particularly fun because Taya knows this and I don't know if the audience knows this. <laughs> My pop culture knowledge is actual fucking dog shit. I've uh, <laughs> not been to the films much. Yeah. A lot of like the TV shows and shit like that, I've not really consumed. Mm. So this is gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. I think it'll be fun. It will be fun. Um, I will not succeed. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Come Again is the game where one panel listener knows a language and no one else here does. Today, I will be trying to get uh, Cher to guess what this pirate phrase means. <sighs> and she will have to rely on her linguistics abilities to decipher what it is. Fuck me. And it will be combined with Trust Me, I Was Smart Words. Oh my God. <laughs> which is the game oh my God. of deception, imposter syndrome, and lighthearted intellectual snobbery and so this may or may not exist okay so i have to guess first if it's real yes and then if it is i have to then decipher if you can decipher the 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 meaning oh, concurrently no that no no <laughs> come on um hmm okay what i think we can do i can give you a choice how about this so either you can try and guess whether it's true or false or guess the meaning uh if you get it right you get a point oh Okay, 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 okay. This will be interesting. Mm. Does that work? I think it works. Okay. Um, so you can either guess the meaning or whether it's true or false. I get the other half of the information. Yes. Ooh, interesting game mechanic. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Can I ask first? Yeah. If it's not real, did you make it up? Yes. Okay. If it's not real, I made it up. Very nice. All right, let's see. All right, number one, to dance with Jack Ketch. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my god. Would you like to guess whether it's real or fake or what the meaning is? Am I supposed to know who Jack Ketch is? No, it's 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 pirate words. Okay. So is this like cockney rhyming slang but pirates? Kind of, maybe. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Tell me what the meaning is. It means to be hanged. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. The reason why is because when you're hanged your legs flail. Ah. So it's like dancing i see did pirates do hangings that much historically maybe not but this is pop culture right but i'm like where are you hanging people on a boat (laughs) they hang them on land you know they dock and they do like public executions in like town squares and things oh i love that (laughs) i mean i don't but i love the concept (laughs) of that i think that's a that's amusing conceptually okay i'm gonna go ahead and say real it is real yes oh thank god okay this is a real pop culture pirate slang right from what (laughs) it's from i think either pirates of the caribbean but it's one of those things that we make up whether it was actually a phrase or not we are not sure i mean if it was from a show the writer would know right like whether they entirely made it up Mm. or if it was from hearsay so we could know if it was entirely made up in theory wait john ketch who was known as jack ketch was an executioner 
employed by King Charles II Ooh. in the 1680s. Oh, it's like a real guy. Yeah, and he was used as like a proverbial name for death because of his botched executions. Huh. Wait, botched executions? Yeah, he fucked them up. <laughs> um, apparently they were quite bloody. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, but they were they were successful? Yeah, yeah, I mean. They were just badly done. He apparently had a lack of simple dexterity. The victims <laughs> suffered blow after blow, each excruciating oh but not lethal. Oh my God. <laughs> and apparently he ended up in prison. Um, there's a couple of like fictitious, there's like a culture surrounding him, cult surrounding him. Mm-hmm. It is English, which would line up with popular culture. Interesting. We're kind of addressing like the pop culture versus actual lived experience of linguistics divide. Yeah. In this episode. I think we're (laughs) just well aware that we're not going to be able to verify a lot of these things. Yeah. But in principle, some of them, if they were definitely written like by Mm. current writers, we could know if they actually did make it up. Yes. The ones that they've heard of it vaguely, but we're not sure. Okay, fine. Let's, well, yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, The next one. All right. Is, uh, run the hemp and rig. Run the hemp and rig. Hempen rig. Hempen. Think like hemp like in. hemp, as in like the the kind that like the material. Yeah. Okay, the material. The hempen rig. What the? F- oh, uh, hmm. But you've heard like like the rigging, right? Like to climb the rigging. Yeah, yeah. Run it. What would it be to mm. run it to d- deploy it? Would you like to guess the meaning or whether it's true or false? I'll guess the meaning. Okay. Tell me whether that's true or false first. I made it up. Wait, 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 wait. If you made it up, so I have to guess what you yeah. decided to. <laughs> well, that's fucked up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it comes. That's messed up. It comes from an original. Okay. Well, I'm going to guess it's like deploying the thing. No. Oh, okay. Well. It means to be hanged. What? <laughs> this is all to be hanged. I, I. It would be incredible if all of these are just to be hanged. It's actually dance the hempen jig. What the fuck? And I've done it run the hempen rig. It's just like a slight variation that's very similar to the first one that you told me. Mm. Okay. <laughs> is the rest of the game going to go like this? No. Okay. Well, the next one is also, there was these are all vaguely gory. Oh, oh my fuck. Because for some reason, pirate punishment is funny as hell. <laughs> Okay, the next one Go. is uh, hang him from the yardarm. This is still hanging, yeah? No. Hang him, wait, hold on. They, it's not lethal. <laughs> it's, not lethal. it's not lethal. Can you send it in the chat? Yes, I can. This is your very classic kind oh. of like R sound. Yeah, the rotic R, the linking yes. R. Okay, hang him from the y- yardarm. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my days. <laughs> hang him. Hang him. This is why I love this episode. It's just me with my ridiculous accent trying to like <laughs> translate it into like it's not nearly like guttural enough. Like it's partially like growl. Hang him from the yardum. 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 <laughs> Doesn't sound right with my accent, does it? Yardarm. Yardarm. Yar. Okay. Hang him. What would you be hanging if it's not people? <laughs> Which are the previous two things that we've gone over. Hanging people. It's still hanging, just not of people, apparently. 
was it like foodstuffs or like like um so, clothes possibly okay well, do you want to guess whether it's true or false yeah right okay just tell me if it's real or fake first um it's real okay the yardarm the yardarm yardarm is uh, a part of the ship's mast oh 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 oh, oh as oh. part of the mast wait 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 wait, 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 wait. okay so tay has sent me in the chat yard as in like the unit of measurement that's fucked up because it's imperial mm. and then arm as in like the body part like limb and not the weapon but the phrase has an apostrophe after the r and before the d mm. i would also like to add that this is not just pirate terms but it can also be used in the royal navy oh i mean is it too obvious for me to say it's a flag that's probably too it's not a flag oh it's not a f- it's a punishment it's is it still hanging but like just not no. to death nope it's hanging punishment but not execution there's another word for it i think that a lot of people do use death could have happened but it was not instantaneous it could have been what the fuck i think there was like an original source from like 1807 of a guy called william berry who was um sentenced to hang from the yard arm because of sodomy okay but wait but hanging still not hanging well you said it was hanging well that's that's the slang word hanging from the arm wait hold on so i'm I'm still supposed to guess the meaning of this yeah what does it actually pertain to i don't fucking know anymore man (laughs) hold on the more i think about it the less certain i am and i didn't even have anything to be certain about (laughs) no can i can i pass can i can i like relinquish you could pass so it can be hanging, but it also can refer to keel hauling. What the fuck is that? So like they tie your hands and feet and then they drag you under the ship. Whoa. So like they whoa, use whoa, like whoa, whoa, a whoa. pulley system to like pull you oh my g- under the ship. So they keel haul you. How the fuck was I supposed to guess that? Do you like- know about keel hauling? <laughs> no. I- <laughs> what? Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, just like an, I'm like an outlier and I like know too much about pirates. No, here's the thing. I've been saying this to people. I know a non-zero amount of things about a lot of things, but that's mm. beyond me. Keel hauling was a form of like punishment and potential execution. So some people live. I don't know my Navy punishments. I- I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it was like a deranged torture method. I think what is interesting is that a lot of like pop culture pirates line comes from like Royal Navy things. That makes sense though. It makes a lot of sense. Have we talked about the Wrens? No, we haven't. The Women's Royal Navy. Yes. That's no longer a thing. Yep. We're not going to go on a tangent about that, but Mm. uh, they were called the Wrens. That's cool. That is very cool. Yes. Very, very fun. This is like pirate slang that we have now in like pop culture that we think is piracy, but like it probably would have been attributed yeah. to like law enforcement at the time on the seas, aka the Navy. Oh, wow. But now it's been like, I guess, subverted to the other side. Yeah. Which is interesting from a linguistic point of view. It is interesting. From like our point of view. It'd be interesting to see when that switch happened. Yes. And why. Yes. It would be very interesting. I think like a lot of pirate movies mm. put particularly in like the late 20th century think like pirates of the caribbean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, treasure mm -hmm. island there was Mm -hmm. a big exoticization of piracy that happened especially like aesthetically oh yeah and so then they adapted probably does have historical roots but they're really hard to trace simply because of the fact that it's all spoken yeah and not written down i i can't imagine why these would have been transcribed yeah no me either which is why you get a lot of like law enforcement yeah sources and punishments because they actually would have that's where you're gonna have your yeah codification record keeping mm-hmm. uh, the next one is to fire your killick uh, this one this one you might be able to guess i think fire your killick 
Can I eliminate it being cannons? Yes. Is it weaponry? Yeah, it is. Guns? Mm-hmm. Do I need to specify the kind of gun? No, it's guns. Okay. Do you think it's true or false? Oh, so now I have to guess that part too. Okay. Yeah, because you got the meaning. Uh, 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 real? It's false. Damn. I made it up. <laughs> what the fuck is a killick? A killick is actually refers to a small stone anchor. Oh. So they could like lower the killick. Interesting. Which means like... Like sink the anchor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of thought killick is a great word. It is a great word. Because it's like slightly onomatopoeic for like the click of a gun. I mean, I, okay, here's my hot take. When you fire a gun, the click of pulling the trigger is it exactly the <laughs> sound that you would hear. No, I know. But like pirates are kind of weird in that way because like dancing for hanging. Okay, that's fair. I would have looked more at the kill bit being a prefix. Mm. Like that seems more literal when it comes to guns. No, I thought so. But I thought that like it would be interesting to like the, the click of like something like firing or like yeah. you're reloading it maybe and like the bullet clicks in. Mm. Yeah. And lastly, I, I think one of our writers <sighs> might like this one. Crack Jenny's teacup. Oh. <laughs> You think Jenny, our writer, would enjoy that? I don't know if she would. Crack Jenny's teacup. To be honest, from what I do know of her, I think she'd like it, but like... Does it have anything to do with milk? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, it probably could. What? (laughs) It'll be, it'll be, that comment will be awful once you know what it means. No, 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 no. I refuse to believe that milk would be a thing that they had because milk spoils very, very quickly. Oh, yeah, no, not that kind of milk. What? <laughs> um, sorry, listeners, you can't see my face right now. It's a look of pure distress and confusion over my face at the moment. Sorry. What the fuck does not that kind of milk? It's terrible. I think we should abandon the milk oh, point of view. Oh my god. Okay, just tell me if it's real first. It is true. Okay, fuck crack jenny's teacup is that it mm. oh my days okay 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 did this pertain to them while they are on the boat no uh, okay 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 this is helpful it actually might be real slang oh there's actually songs like old pirate songs that have been passed down and poetry even in like the 18th century it's a very old pirate phrase so it's around in pop culture today but it actually does have historical basis but well, i'm gonna ask does this pertain to when they're docked They have to be docked to crack Jenny's teacup. I asked if it had anything to do with the milk and you said maybe. And that really (laughs) disturbs me. I... (laughs) Do you want me to tell you? No, I want so badly to have like an inkling as to what this could mean. But like, (laughs) like my mind is going to like, they've all been celibate Mm. this whole time, right? You're on the right line actually with this. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I don't want to be. Oh, no. Continue. Did they just like go rape people? No! (laughs) did it i don't know they paid okay oh okay they paid well i'm glad they paid, they paid. i'm glad that they made their compensation they did okay. crack jenny's teacup refers to like going to a brothel or like sleeping with a prostitute okay oh god oh god so like the better of the options okay mm. well <laughs> i was in the ballpark yeah you were but now you understand what i mean by a different kind of bill that's what i thought but i didn't want to go there <laughs> i i didn't want to by the way hi rob my uh, professor who said that he might listen to the podcast uh, this is why I said maybe you don't want to listen to it. Everybody go read Rob Simpson's papers. They're great. 
Um, oh my god! Great minds. The depth of our thought, truly. Oh my god! It is piracy. It's gonna be vulgar. Yeah, but like, oh god, I wanted to have more faith. <laughs> no. Or maybe not more faith, but I, I wanted to think that I was wrong for going there. They are like millennia old yo mama jokes on like Pompeii. Oh like, hell yeah! Do you really think? No, that's true. Um, <laughs> I, I know about the them graffitiing just random shit around, mm. which is very funny. Maybe we'll do an episode about that sometime. Mm. All right. Um, do you think that Jenny would approve of prostitution? No, of this pirate phrase. Oh, of the phrase? Uh, possibly. We could text her like right now. We can ask her later when we do the what's that line. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. Probably. I think she'd be amused by it. I think it's entertaining. I think she'd find it entertaining. It is entertaining and she likes that. I don't know if she'd endorse prostitution. Like, that's not something I can comment on. Um, uh, I'll say that, though. Amazing. Lovely. So that is the game. That was the game. <laughs> that truly was the the game. I thought we were going to talk about Asian pirates. Oh, we are now. Okay. Well, okay. For this episode, I did some very self-indulgent research. Yes, please. Uh, on JSTOR. Our favorite source. My favorite academic yes. library. A repository of things. The amount of JSTOR like, browsing history I have right now. And of course, I think all of us know about Miss Queen Zheng Yisao. Yes. She ate. She did. For the sake of the audience who don't know, can you give them like the rundown? Oh, yes. Okay. So Miss Zheng Yisal, she uh, inherited from her husband a pirate gang of 70,000 men and 400 junks in the coastal China. Very cool. Very cool. She was kind of around in like the 1800s, give or take, 1775. She actually used to be a sex worker and she was able to assemble a pirate confederation yes she was one of the first like pirate accountants to be like Mm. a big deal very very cool of course fucking china yeah of course it's china yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) represent she had a whole code of laws that she enforced they fed off of imperial power while building a system of like power themselves so it's very much like mm-hmm. pharmaceutical control doesn't have over the seas first of all none yeah and also how did she model her own like i guess state in a way yeah maritime i know she had a very complex and developed bylaw system for sure she was one of the first and especially female pirates to really emphasize uh, record keeping and accountancy mm, she did yeah just like the managerial mm. uh, weight of that role is just respect to her you know for sure one of her rules was that no pirate mm-hmm. could take goods without producing them for inspection and redistributing. So 20% went to the original person who took it. Commission. And then the remainder yep. goes to a joint treasury. A pool. Which is interesting because to have like centralized, almost like a fiscal mm. system, quite impressive. If you think people think of pirates as like ramshackle, this confederacy would have been unstable. Oh, no, 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 no. Piracy is fucking organized as shit, often more than the state. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to have such centralized and fiscal control. Yeah. Also, I think the threat of violence works quite well here. You know, you don't like it, we kill you. Yeah. Or, you know, we could kill you. So. <laughs> we could kill you or execute you. Maybe don't fuck with us. They would often recruit from fishermen. They would be in the Pearl River Delta. So they would be like mm-hmm. the south of China. Yeah, I think south. like near Vietnam, that kind of way. And they even were able to mimic the ineffectual uh, team state. <laughs> Which is so fun. 
the Ting state is, yeah, is pretty they, yeah. it's pretty ineffective. We should also note that mm. many trade routes would have gone through the Pearl River yes. Delta, very famously so. Absolutely. So that makes a lot of sense as to why they were based there. Mm. Can I ask, they had like localized treasuries, yeah. Mm. Where were the things kept? On boats? On land? They had a very complex system for dispute, resolution, and wealth. Yeah. There was a joint treasury, but that would be be systematically and periodically redistributed. Right, so it's not like a mint that's no. just accumulating. Although that's like the number one way to like oh, yeah. get rebellion. No, no, yeah, <laughs> just for like sure. raid the treasury. Um, yeah. I can't remember. Did she have like a court? Probably did, right? I think she had like a judicial system. Actually, they had um, a signed agreement. Oh, contracts? There were like seven fleets. The heads of them in 1805 signed an agreement for the confederacy so it was like a signature thing like we're talking like they all yeah, met, yeah, yeah. They all signed a document wow which is legalistic as hell it is which is very kind of i guess debunking a myth i think that also there's different kinds of like piracy going on in this period i think like the 19th century is a real uh mm-hmm. golden age i don't think you can call it a golden age but like i think an age where piracy becomes maybe increasingly visible Mm-mm-mm. maybe perhaps because of record keeping and we don't have records as far back. Yeah. I can imagine that piracy has been a thing for, for many, 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 many years. Fairly certain that piracy has just been a thing the moment you have. With like increasing codification of laws. Exactly. A certain like, I guess, genre of things that we consider to be piracy became more developed. Or like our conception of them became more orthodox somehow. Yeah, I think like piracy is very much defined by being contrary to the law. Exactly. So the moment you have states with judicial systems Mm. and codifications as to Mm. your legal standings like where like stuff is kept how distribution happens especially in areas wherein living a very legal lifestyle is not just not feasible it's not a tenable way to live Mm. if you don't become a pirate Mm. Uh, do i join the pirates and risk death but have much more um, rewarded Mm -hmm. back to me for my efforts or do i not do that and have barely any money. A lot of it is subsistence. And yeah. pirates can capitalize off of that. And historically, they do. Yeah. And they have a they have a branding. Absolutely. I think a lot of why they work is because people were aware of them. So they were extractive and coercive of the state. I think these, specifically like this, this brand of, of confederacy, it was quite unstable. So it fell within like five years. Interesting. I think that there's something to be said about instability of thalassocracies. The thalassocracy refers to a maritime empire. We were talking about this in episode three of season one. That's right. Callbacks. Callbacks. Clearly, you can see like with everyone out for their own gain, it's very easy to see how something can fall apart like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you look further back to maritime empires, I think the British Empire can be considered partially a thalassocracy. But you can also look at things like Srivijaya, Mm. the Majapahit especially Southeast Asia, in like these maritime areas, these kinds of like empires with centralized structures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are able to form and they are sea-based. Like like naval structures, I don't think would make sense because like they defer to the state. Mm. We are part of the state, but also we're on the seas. Um, I think there's also particularly maybe a measure of like, they feel yeah. further away from the state. I can see why they would feel the distance because they're yeah. on sea and they're on land and they're far away. But they still have to defer to the state. Yes, legally. They have a legal code. Yeah, so I, th- that's like a very defining difference Mm. in whether you know the centralized governing body 
And I think that's like where that is, that body's relationship to the parties at sea kind of change. What is interesting is that a lot of historical pirates, maybe not these Asian ones, because clearly they were operating yeah. to the beat of their own drum and they felt they were able to and the Qing government couldn't really do shit to stop them. Yeah. It didn't have an AV and it wouldn't have one, even until 1860s when they were trying to build one and they failed. <laughs> Which is really funny considering how much sea there is around China. Real. But I mean, they're so like big that they need to concentrate, in, yeah. concentrate inland. But I think in the West, particularly with piracy, a lot of traders who would have been considered pirates might have been thinking that they were observing the law. Mm, interesting. I think that you can consider maybe piracy in perhaps the West. I'm not sure how good this is as a framework, but simply as like uh, heresy. Mm -hmm. Piracy works to define the Orthodox in a way. So it's created. Oh, I would have kind of considered piracy to be defined post-legal orthodoxy, I, I suppose. Because um, it's contrary to that. Or, or like it has like a, like a two-way relationship, mm, right? It does. But I don't think piracy defines you could think about it as like a creation of the orthodox that helps to buttress and like the boundaries of what orthodox is and yeah. what is legal when they decide that something is illegal therefore they also simultaneously decide what is legal yeah okay okay interesting okay the way that i see it and this is my analytic philosopher brain is that the defining relationship is that piracy is contrary to the state's law mm. but in piracy existing and them doing things, whatever they do has causal power over how the state adjusts their legal system. Mm. And that is an interesting relationship, but I like the piracy isn't defining. The way that I'd look at it is yes, legally, there there is like a difference between like what is legal, like seafaring and what is not. Yeah. Um, and that is subject to change, I think, uh, as Cher said, I agree with. What I would think about is how that legality or that code of legality was uh, interpreted mm -hmm. on each ship. That might be interesting to see like yeah. how they, like the different interpretations yes. and how that like corresponds to their conduct. Yeah. And how that corresponds to the redefinition of piracy. Uh, I guess because, yeah, piracy is kind of like a... That's, I think, how I see it. You see what I mean? Like this is like, I, I think this is like a little bit more of a historical change. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin on it. Like how does, how does piracy change? I think we look at the ways in which illegality was interpreted. I think there's also a very interesting idea of like policing mm, and it's mm -hmm. very intertwined, especially in this period with slavery. Of course. So even after it's abolished, we're thinking like the Atlantic region piracy uh, in like the 19th century mm -hmm. to like situate it in a time and place. A lot of what I think now recent historical scholarship is discovering is that anti-piracy efforts were simultaneously anti-slavery efforts, but they would actually work to buttress slavery. Interesting. So they would use boats to like patrol the right. coast of West Africa. Ah. And in doing so, they would say that's legal, that's not. Right. And therefore they would actually codify a way of moving slaves across the ocean legally. It's like legal gerrymandering. <laughs> yes. It's very like a veneer of legality. Of course. And I think that um, all of them, even though they were anti-slavery, they weren't actually looking to abolish the system of labor mm. that was slavery. They were just removing kind of this slave versus free dichotomy. Right. Rather than like the actual exploitative mechanics of it. That's incredibly unsurprising. They were more interested in like gaining control over the seas. Yeah. I think this is kind of a more 
modern yeah uh historical like view of it yeah um and there'll be obviously people who disagree and this is obviously a very simplified view and there's definitely lots of different kinds of scholarship on it that's coming out Mm -hmm. so do take it with a grain of salt of course but um interesting i look forward to the day that space pirates will be a thing please space pirates (laughs) space pirates i'm begging what what would land pirates be just dicks i suppose (laughs) um I, I mean, like, I mean, the whole thing about piracy is they kind of capitalize on this, like, um, the sea is kind of uh, legal kind of gray area, mm. or it used to be, um, and that that's why they could get away with a lot. Mm. There wasn't so much policing, but also it was even a gray area whether states had rights mm. or legal uh, uh, jurisdiction over areas of the sea. Which is why they could get away with it. Get away with it in massive air quotes. Not today. You could have Antarctica pirates. They they wouldn't get much out of it. Wouldn't get much. I think pirates need to exploit land societies to live. I suppose so. But I guess I guess the entire idea of like it's ambiguous as to who owns what there. Therefore, mm. air pirates. Piracy is very implicated in legal history. Very implicated in like labor history, especially with slavery. Right. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how space pirates would happen. Space pirates. I mean, like, we're not going to be around for that, but, like, I just... We're not. Maybe we will be. Trust. Do we want that? I don't know that we want... I don't think so. I'm happy on Earth. But I think conceptually, space pirates are cool. I think so, too. Surely that's just Cowboy Bebop. No, No, real. (laughs) I go feral for a space pirate alternate universe Uh... on AO3. I like worship those. Those are so fucking good. So cool. So cool. We should also mention that um, obviously we've really focused on seafaring pirates, um, historical seafaring pirates, but Mm. piracy has existed in many forms. Obviously, we kind of touched on how pirates nowadays are mostly uh, concerned with digital piracy. And that could be a whole thing that we talk about in Mm. some other context. But um, Mm. that's the framework we were working in today, people. Very nice. Oh, I think we should also mention that the way that pirate structures socially function is very hinge on game theory, Mm. which is Mm, very, mm, mm. very cool stuff. So cool. Like all parties, uh, we're assuming they're rational parties. Yes. Right? (laughs) Uh, um, they're, they're, They're all in the situation to try and maximize their utility like no one no one is there as a pirate like an altruist um Mm, no one's there (laughs) um so it's interesting that especially in asia yeah like asian uh piracy that they capitalize on that to enforce this societal structure Mm. where everybody's in it for their own gain Mm. but you can shift those boundaries around to make it so that Mm. everybody works together in a cohesive fashion very cool. Mm. Lots of work involved. Adding on to that, I think it's interesting the difference between like what they perceive their own gain is, mm-hmm. what they value as the highest gain, whether that's monetary power or human power. Yeah, There's like different cultural factors and historical factors that impact how we value things. Yeah. That would affect those relationships in different ways in cultural spaces across the globe. So the game theory logic that governs, let's say, Asian pirates or Chinese pirates in this specific era may not be the same governing logic mm-hmm. of like maximum sure. gain that is employed by someone else elsewhere in the world, which is so interesting. It'd be really cool to see different pirate strats. Yes, because it's like different pirate strats. Pirate strats. Pirate stratagem. 
You could just use game theory to like figure out like yeah oh god i'd have to do like my little squares and try to figure out if anything's strictly dominated or if anything's on nash equilibrium mm. <laughs> mm. yeah and it's also very interesting that with large pirating societies mm. that you know that there's like a power structure that's tiered mm. right it's not just like one captain and then everybody else because mm. um, everybody answers to someone else essentially right and that's how it's almost bureaucratic it is no it's not almost i think it is bureaucratic i think it is yeah well it and it's like most centralized and most sophisticated yes yeah i mean obviously they don't have the power that a state holds but we're not going to get into political philosophy uh, i mean you literally could i'm not going to piracy is a great way in to examine political philosophy i don't like political philosophy (laughs) (laughs) that's the main reason why we're not gonna go there you know me either me either but hey the leviathan i have to read that now it feels like uh, appropriate for c it's so bad that you guys can't see how i look (laughs) right now because no she's recoiled like a turtle (laughs) um Please no Hobbs, please. No Hobbs. No. Hobbs, you don't like Tom's please. writing. No, 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 no Hobbs. You don't like Tommy. No, 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 no. Um, Tommy should shut the fuck up. <laughs> and on that lovely note, <laughs> thank ye for listening to the Gifted Kid Complex. Ah. Oh. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast and would like to support us, a very simple way to do so is to let people know that we're here subscribe or follow so you can come back every episode and rate and review us so others can find us too especially on spotify and you can support us more directly by pledging on patreon over there you'll find releases as and when of exclusive bonus content made of the fascinating tangents that hit the cushion room floor and before and after commentary from the cast and crew it's linked in our show notes alongside any citations and references to topics we discussed today if you want further reading if you can't pledge on patreon we understand but not to worry here on our main rss feed we also occasionally release our bonus content for free Um, Like our Patreon content, releases won't be on a strict schedule and some of the bonus will be from the previous season, but it will be here for everyone to listen to. And of course, we'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to contact us with business inquiries to ask questions or just show us anything you think we'd find interesting, you can do so via our email, the form in the link tree in our show notes, or probably the best way through our Instagram account, which I manage. Yeah, she's the best social media manager. Thank you. <laughs> the Gifted Kid Complex is created, directed, and produced by Shersi. Our co-hosts and primary writers and researchers are Shersi and Tazi. Our primary editor is Shersi, and I secondary edit. I also audio engineer. And our talented team of lovely assistant writers and researchers consists of Alex E, Delaney L, Isaiah H, Jenny S, and Lucas H. And we record our episodes on Riverside.fm and publish with RSS.com. So thank you to them for helping us in making the Gifted Kid Complex exist. And finally, thank you to you, our patrons and listeners, because you are the reason we can and do make the Giffy Kid Complex. So see you next time. <laughs> Halloween episode. Yes, Halloween episode is next. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be a pirate for Halloween. I'm gonna be a king's student. <laughs> <laughs> Yar.